<laughs> hey guys, welcome to episode two of the Sunday Roundtable Wrap Up with the Gene Craig Podcast crew. Your host, Gene Craig here. I have uh, the great Kelly, the great Jen, the Dom's in the building too. Everybody had a good week. How's you guys' week? It was great. It was something. Yeah. Um, I think Dom's just happened to be I, off I today. Survived my week. <laughs> right, right. I, I, no, no, I not only survived. I think you know. If you know me, I think we. we oh, you, won you, the, you survived. Yeah, you survived. Survived. Yeah, we won the week. Man, it was it was More a lot. It was a lot last week. Yeah, <laughs> we gonna get we gonna get into the shit today. It was a lot last week. This week for you was what weapon? A weapon. It was a weapon. This was a weapon, so I guess you know we're we gonna get into it. It's, it's, it's a wild week, so let's just jump right into the shits. So, I guess the biggest story of the week was this uh, tolerance anti hate resolution that came out of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, respond in response to Representative Omar's uh, comments or tweets per se. Comments. Comments. You know, comments, and um, you know, it's, I think it's interesting that you know the the veracity of the backlash you know christian powers you know said that you know the whole way to washington came down to rep omar's shoulders you know head you know with her comments quote unquote you know folk allegiance to israel um what do you guys think about the resolution do you guys think about the comments um well let's talk about the comments so it was at a bus boys and poles event mm-hmm. um ultimately the comments was about humanizing the plight of individuals in palestine yeah um, and recognizing that a critique on the government of Israel um, is not a is not congruent to anti-Semitism. anti-Semitism, and the fact that if a Muslim critiques um, the state of Israel and and how they treat Palestinians as well as people in, inside their state, it is not anti-Semitism. But, and so that her gist of the comment was that, was humanizing that and saying, I'm tolerant and I have Jewish allies and I am for um, the safety of Jewish individuals. But being a Muslim woman, if I am critiquing the state of Israel, that is not anti-Semitic. And I am pushing back on this notion that there is a um, carte blanche support um, that should be aligned to the government of israel how people interpreted it because people are <laughs> of, people do not want to break those up into pieces yeah is that she was saying that all politicians have sworn allegiance to the to israel the israeli government which is the anti-semitic trope the what the anti-semitic trope is that jews not politicians that Jewish individuals have dual allegiance. Have dual allegiance. Yeah. And a, a wrong trope at that. And she was pushing back on the notion that leadership and legislators should not just have a carte blanche approval of the government of Israel. Of the government of Israel. Now, not, the, not the existence of Israel yeah. mm-hmm. and not the existence of Jewish individuals who live in Israel. But the policies of that government. I mean, I, I do think that the fact that she's a woman of color, I do she's think a Muslim she's woman. a Muslim woman of color, and you know she's Somali at that. Um, well, well, Somali heritage. You know, Somali, Somali, she was. Yeah, she was Somali, she's Somali at that. 
Um, I think that plays a major part of them. I mean, anybody know anything about the Palestinians? I mean, there are just as many Muslim Palestinians as there are Christian Palestinians. Um, and so, you know, that... And that, not only that, Palestinians are Semitic. Yeah. Like... Yeah. yeah they yeah. follow like, the line of They, they <laughs> are, sem, you know, Semitic. And so, like, you know, we've even kind of combine terms to make it that. So the Palestinians are Semitic. Many of them are Jews themselves. Yeah. I mean, Kelly, Jen, you guys want to chime in here? You know, you guys, you know, it's been, you know, you guys coming from the great, you know, legal community, you know. So let me just say this, just out the gate. <clears throat> here we go. Uh, Ilhan Omar has either been a sponsor or a co-sponsor of 105 films so far. I just want to put that out there because I think we always get stuck on what she says and not what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And so I just do want to put that out there. Feel free to go to thomas.gov. You can look up all of the bills that are introduced by your members. So let me just start off by saying that. Secondly, again, this is one of those things where people have decided to go after this woman for speaking about something in a way that I believe is different than people are used to hearing and are ready to throw her under the bus uh, in preservation of what they believe is like their own priorities. Been ready. Mm-hmm. Been ready, right? Yeah, I mean, they've walked in ready. And so, and so it's, and, and I can, and I can just say from when she was in the Minnesota legislature, the woman that she took out essentially, um, my sources on the ground tell me like there was a lot there that she said about Ilhan Omar that if you looked at it close enough, oh, it was that, it was that that it would be big R racist, not little Ooh. R racist. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I well, Minnesota doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, and it, it shouldn't. Um, but you know, kind of just going back to just the House resolution itself and a little bit of that um, back and forth that was going on between Pelosi and the. Uh, gang of progressives, I think it was incredibly fair for uh, AOC to call them out and be like, people have been saying wild shit in the legislature, in Congress forever. I've never seen no resolution going after them uh, specifically. You're not making this about um, stamping out hate. You're making this about stamping up this woman and what she's saying. And rather than you all be brave enough to stand up and go, you know what? I think she's entitled to say these things because in the same way that people can say like, oh, people don't have dual allegiance or I have you not. Um, I believe in Florida, uh, DeSantis was trying to pass this uh, Airbnb bill because Airbnb wasn't trying to let people Mm -hmm. rent houses on the West Bank. What again? Why are we doing so much to you know essentially prop up the, what's the going on of in Israel when that doesn't have anything to do with us? Does does she speak ineloquently? Sure. Has she said some wild stuff lately about Obama? I was like, oh, girl, okay. Right. I do. But I do believe that. But y'all got coming right. from her her state. Right. Yeah. You have yeah. to like just be open to what she's she was listening born to. in Somalia, a war torn country. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That. Frankly, people are okay with it being war torn because because government and military mm-hmm. is profitable yeah. that way for Somalia. Right. I mean, my, my, I don't think and, she was wrong with the Obama comments. I mean, the drones have been. She hasn't been wrong in any she, comments. She, I mean, her stance and many stances are she is anti war, anti um, you know, kind of interventionist in that regard, yeah. anti kind of this war complex thing. Mm-hmm. So, she has so in that regard, like her her critiques on American foreign policy in that regard. 
they're spot on for like what she believes in because she doesn't believe in drawing attacks and all those. Yeah. The way she articulates it. You know, and, and, and but she articulates, I mean, and, and, and... we can talk about how she articulates things, but we can also talk about the audience and people's willingness to be receptive to something that is uh, pushing back against what they've accepted as the norm. Well, and I mean, a lot she of stuff she that she the... said that's pushing up against the norm that people just be like, hey, don't upset the apple cart. You're new. Um... But I, I would disagree with stuff. that. I mean, there are many members that have taken the exact same stances that she's taken, mm-hmm. but it's it com- it's about how you articulate it. I mean, I, you know, one of the conversations I was having with Dom, you know, background before we, you know, started recording, is that I don't think she, you know, looking at I I don't know her full staff. I don't think she has any people of color in that like senior circle or in that communications team. I think if she has somebody there that understood the full scope of who she is, the space that she exists in, and and you know the space that she exists in, and how she's perceived, things would probably wouldn't be as dust up as they are. I think it goes because she, she'd be communicating them slightly differently. True. And she does need to work on her communications team and how yeah. she presents herself as a congresswoman because right. there is a difference between, you know, federal congresswomen and, you know, representing your state in your state. But at the same time... Also, this is a coordinated attack. Yeah. That too. And also, there there is a coordinated attack by groups that they've been ready for her... For a while. For a while. A brick. For her to... Right even mention an issue. Think but about this. The Republicans, conservatives have been waiting for for a hijab-wearing Muslim that they can, you know, that they can use as a new as a new punching bag. And like longer the day, long gone are the days where Nancy Pelosi is a punching bag of, of conservatives. Now, you know, instead of coming and telling you, "Hey, jihad is coming. Jihad is coming." All I can do is just give you this image of an elected member of Congress right. that wears a hijab and then go on air and tell you, hey, she's 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 following Sharia. She's following Sharia. Like, she's a gift for conservatives. She's a and, gift that's going to keep giving. But here's my thing with that. I think it goes beyond just a congressional issue. Yeah. You know, we're not in terms of just the resolution itself, but how this country treats Muslims in general, you know, keep in mind that, you know, 9-11, one, it wasn't that long ago, but two, it's still fresh enough in everybody's mind to acknowledge that it wasn't a Somali. Like that, that's common knowledge. So the fact that they're doing... Well, they painted it as... So you say we need to actually like put things on Saudi Arabia? They, they painted the attacks on on, on Island, an entire on, religion. On an entire religion, yeah. and that's what I wanted to get because we don't treat Saudis like this, right? As we should. They like they like those are the folk we actually should be. But here's the thing about the religions, though, and I say this cautiously because I am a Christian, and I try not to bring that into my work, but it, it still needs to be said from an objective standpoint, regardless of my religion, unless we are going to talk about Eurocentric interpretations of Abrahamic religions. That's Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. The Eurocentric interpretations of of those religions have been bifurcated between whites and blacks, period. Right. Get in that bag. Get in that bag. Get in that bag. So if we're not going to talk about how on this hemisphere, how these religions are being treated, 
and how the people practicing those religions are being treated, I don't, I will not have an issue per se, unless it's completely outrageous about what Omar is saying. Because what she said wasn't necessarily wrong. It was all about how she said it. And I put that in there. Well, how people interpreted it. Well, but that's how she said it. That's yeah. how they're going to say it. That's but also whatever she says out of her It's going to be poison, her, her, poisonous. Her, her, her anyway. black woman exactly. mouth is going to be interpreted in a way one hijab wearing Muslim mouth. One is to silence her. Sure. Because well, first off, they don't I mean, whether it's her or you know, other congressional members, they want to silence that person. Right. Period. On Absolutely. But it like again even after the Congress thing, this is a deeper issue. This is about how white Christianity is so pervasive. Yeah, and we never want to like bring up the fact that like these Christian nationalists, white exactly. Christian nationalists, because it's not Christianity at its core, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. This is not, you know, you saying these folk want to new crusades, you know, like or or whatever. You know, I don't think it's a an issue of Christianity at its core. Because like I said, I'm a Christian and I empathize with her plight because at the end of the day, this is a humanitarian issue. Mm -hmm. This isn't an issue regarding hatred and, you know, jihad and all these things. This is an issue where there are people dying virtually for no reason Mm -hmm. in a situation that's virtually not even their fault. And it all has to do with this white group over here joining forces with this white group all across the other side of the country, uh, of the world attacking a group of color. Yeah. Period. I, and Omar might say that and she might get demonized for it, but that's to be expected. Yeah. Also, I, might, I mean, we're all in three months into a two-year term. How the base has shifted on shifted. understanding this issue. Exactly. Like they understand that it is more complex than lines that were driven drawn by 1947 mm-hmm. United yeah. they understand that like those aren't the talking points on this issue anymore mm-hmm. the talking points are the human rights and the civil rights issues of individuals in this area in in, in, in both you know the West Bank as well as in Israel absolutely because we look at the Ethiopian Jew issue, we look at all these issues, we're but, looking at it from a human point of view and mm-hmm. of course until those people start looking like them you know, let's call a thing a thing. Yeah. Until they start looking like them, this is going to keep being an issue and this is going to be a delayed issue. There very well might be a, a time where they'd be like, you know what, enough is enough. They did that with Rwanda, uh, can't talk right now, South Rwanda, <laughs> South Africa, and the like. But again, the reasons that they even went in there in the first place, and I say humanitarian efforts mm-hmm. as a whole, I'm mm-hmm. not just going to talk about the US in this, in this juncture. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why they went over there is because they had something to gain, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. So until this group of people of color have something that the West can gain outside of what they are already getting from Israel, whatever that may be, I'm not going to speculate, mm-hmm. they are going to keep going through this. Right. And it's, it's just, I, it's sad. Yeah, just, I mean, and in calling a thing a thing, when they, when they ended up coming down with this kind of, you know, more neutralized resolutions, you still had individuals like Elliot Engel saying, like, this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about condemning anti-Semitism and blah, blah, and, blah. Um, and I'm just going to say, cool, make from... sure you all have that same energy for any time anyone else says or does stuff like this when it relates to any other group. Because, you know, we've made this 
uh, we had this conversation last time, but I was like, we are not under some impression that the Democratic Party is this huge tent party and exactly. everybody's having oh, a good time. Like, we're not under some kind of, like, misguided understanding of what yeah, that, that is. That was, like, early 2000s. Like, right, like, right, we're, not, yeah, we're like, not confused sure, by that. Right. <laughs> but again, it's just one of those things where, like, when in 18, when she won, it was like, yay, we're out here. Come on, Dems, we're everybody, everybody. And now that she's actually and being And I think that's what's the most disappointing been, about this. They just want to, like, now come in and stifle her. Same and thing with Rashida Tlaib, same think, thing with AOC. It's like, anytime they start doing what got them elected yeah, in what their they states, do, yeah. it's like, well, no, we need you to not start following our party line. And really, But the whole reason they even got on line. the Hill is because they weren't following party lines so within their respective it, states. So that's what is it that y'all are trying to even get at now? Because now if homegirl is just saying, look, y'all are going to say all this other stuff, because again, in the same way that people make a grumble about um, having to like allow her to wear her job or something like that, or you know, we'll never allow Sharia law to be uh, enforced here. We allow uh, Hebrew laws to be observed here. Hello? We, we try to push Christianity in schools. So yeah. it's like, again, why are we cutting and cutting like, like, let's just start to be really honest about what it is that we're doing. And the type and of Christianity that you're pushing in schools is more problematic than anything that I've ever read in the Quran. So what, what really are you trying to push? What really are you trying to indoctrinate? Um, but going back on what you were talking about regarding the Democratic Party, I think the most disappointing thing about this in general is the fact that they had they pushed this resolution in the first place? Yeah. Because you um you guys know the little mantra like Democrats get sad, Republicans get mad, and I feel like this was the first time, quote unquote, that the Democrats got mad. Yeah. And then the one time you get mad, it's this whole very fake I, kumbaya I, piece yeah. of paper. I mean, we just have we hadn't had the same energy with Steve King when he was issuing. Sure. Out. Sure. 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 You sure. better talk for sure. sure. it. For years. Hey, and, and we, for years, four years, four years, they we, just took the The fact that he's still on the hill. Well, I like, mean, you can't force him to resign, but you can't. But you, I mean, they, but, 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 but Trump saying that Ilhan needs to resign. This, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's, 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 that's Trump being Trump. So I mean, so I got, I got a quick question. But then, then what can, are the Dems doing? And what are the Republicans doing? Well, that, well not only that, this isn't the first time Steve King says something. I and, see, and he, really and he, not. Well, Steve King had Democrats. I mean, there's we, no more. There, the House there, there are, Steve King has said things. Was, there's there's no more equivalency between you know Rep. Omar and Steve there's King. There's none. Zero. I mean, King is you know he, he, two decades of of, of, swims of bullshit and, and bigotry. Yes, like, and bigotry. And, and so, and she is being misinterpreted. Yeah, I mean, it, for her, for her, it's, it's a communication barrier. To, yeah. to a large degree, and also I think at now, times, it, it, now I mean, I mean, she shouldn't use the word allegiance. You know, there are certain yeah. things that she should not. Yeah. You know, but I think those things are all like, about the Benjamins. But those you know, things are. I thought that was funny because I, I, I got the it's a, it's a, I thought it was a, cute. A, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh, that's well, that's I mean, funny. Also, those things of, of funny. learning about tolerance <laughs> and learning about like speech and yeah. that. Those are things that be that can be handled closed doors. But also, that's a thing that like you don't just need anti-Semitic. Um, training. We also there was a lot of Democrats need anti-blackness training. Yeah, Hello. a lot, a lot of Democrats need. We just talked about that last week training. regarding the Democrat in uh, PG County. A lot of Harvard. Them, Harvard. A lot of the Democratic congressional members need sexual harassment training. Oh, talk uh, about it. And as we know, a lot of them need the workplace harassment <laughs> training. <laughs> Amy, 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 we all want so, like, to come have a not, conversation with us. It's not just that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's a, it's a lot of things. And, <laughs> so so. And again, I'll just. I got a. I was gonna say I got a quick question. We can close mm-hmm. out the Omar topic. Um, do y'all think her only way out, like her only way forward, is for her to weaponize her star power? Like, 
I mean, I mean, and what I mean by that, like, the only way, one of the few ways you become, you become irreplaceable to leadership is becoming a fundraiser machine. I think, and I think there are a lot. But I think of, that's since I don't. I, I think this new group of progressive congressional members. I don't think they care about that. I don't think, I don't they, think don't. they give like two shits about that. I really I don't. I don't. And, and, and I think it's important that it, that they don't care about that. Yeah, like they don't cartel to to leadership about things like that. What I think, like what she should do is, I think she should keep talking about human rights issues, yeah, mm-hmm. anti war issues, that's her bad intervention issues. I think she she keeps. Reminding us of issues that happen like around Contra Absolutely. and things of yeah. that sort. She does a great job at that, and you know, and and she's awesome at that. And you know, and not be silent. Like, you know. don't let this silence you. Keep on, Ilhan. Because I don't know on. if you saw, uh, what is her name, Cheney? Oh, Liz Cheney. Yes, and her comments. You know, well, like is, I don't the, understand the, why the Dems didn't just out her. I'm like. The thing about Liz is that Liz has become the like the new talking head, talking like cheerleader for the House Republican conference. That's yeah. the new mm-hmm. conference chair. Um, you know that that's gonna you're gonna be seeing a lot of wild shit from Liz Cheney. Although you know, although you know, this is nothing new to her. I mean, you know, she did lead the organization that ran one of the most racist ads against Barack Obama in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um. And her last name is Cheney. You know. Um, so that's that. Um, let's do this. Let's jump into 2020 real quick. Get in and out that bag. It's a lot, lot that happened. And then, you know, uh, let's jump there for a second. Let's, let's jump I there mean, for a second. My my favorite guy. Uh, he's not running. Yeah. <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick Sherrod Brown, but to, to, to black folk, we call him Sherrod. Yeah, I, I really thought <laughs> his name was Sherrod. Because it looks like Sherrod. So Let me Sherrod? tell you something. No, Sherrod. No, when, when I saw that alert, I said, oh, I think nah. it's a lie. I think it's Sherrod. Dom's going to be hurt. I need to know the country of origin, what Sherrod is, because that's not American. I wonder what it means. No, it's probably, I think it's like, um, you know, well, sure, something less. I said Dom's going to be uh, hurt. But no, I mean, I think... Dom's ready to be all in. Ready to be all in. I was about to be... I had my little African-Americans for Sher Brown pants. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> I was ready for you, Sher, and I was ready. <laughs> Browns um, for Brown. Call, call me Sher. Black and Brown for Brown. Yeah. Um, Triple B? But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I just think that his conversation... Is needed. He's a guy who's always been progressive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Always been populist. Been both. Yeah. Is always won by healthy margins. Mm-hmm. And who gets like who gets the issues that actually people give a shit about? Like nobody cares about the Russia Gate. Um, no one. It's funny though. Or it's hilarious. You know, I'm lying. But they do care about wages. They Goodbye. Do care. <laughs> <laughs> they care about kitchen table issues. Yes, and yes. And then I hate that we say kitchen table because it's like, to me, it's like, yeah, it's just like, yes, yeah, kitchen for white folks is kitchen table issues. For black people, it's family room conversations. Yeah, like, it's like, <laughs> you know, and, but those are issues that we care about, like how much things cost, how much we're getting paid, how well we're being treated at the job, will we have enough money to retire. Um, will we be able to like this on everyday things yeah. are those things that we taken care of um, and can we like learn about different people in different cultures be who we are and still like have our identity and I think those conversations are really important so survive becomes a kingmaker I mean in the Midwest, Ohio got yeah. a lot of delegates in the Midwest, yeah and I think yeah in the Midwest I think he does um, you think he'll do 2024 
No. No. I, I think Maybe I mean, a he's, he's a really great senator. Like he's a guy that really respects institutions. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. And That's he true. respects the power of the Senate. And the, he's not going anywhere because so you guys have a Republican governor right now. Yeah, and uh, you know, and he has a chance to maybe become chair of the the Senate Banking Committee. Yeah, um, he's ranking member right now. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's one of those things of suck. That's a lot of power. But it's also like it's fifteen other people in there, and like people are also trying to use like the dignity of work, which he has been using for a long time. Cory Booker's using it. Some other people are using so, it. While we're on a dignity of work, let's let's get into our our our, our bro Bernie. Why? And well, well, well. Look, for look, what? You know, our, our bro, our why bro Bernie, our bro Bernie, and our ombre, uh, our ombre Castro. Um, yeah. The thing is this, you know, I mean, did you say royal tour? World tour. A world tour in New yeah. Hampshire. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, it's world tour. Your girls tour Brooklyn, um, Williamsburg. I mean, look. I mean, you know, Bernie. You know, we talked no last comment. week. You know, Bernie brought every white folk, every white person in Brooklyn out. Um, the thing is this. So, as much as we may not like it, the discussion around reparations is becoming a mainstream discussion here. Um, you know, in regards to the twenty twenty election and where Canada stand on it, and it is becoming one of the barometers around. How candidates interact with the African American uh, community. And also, what? I don't know. But but see, I think well, that the, the reparations is, is symbolic of do you understand? Yes. Black pain and trauma. Yes. And, with Bernie still proving he doesn't. And do you acknowledge black pain, pain and trauma is very distinct and different? Yeah, I agree. Than what's been than other groups, and, you know, and I think that's the framing of that conversation. And reparations is just like a. Well, well, the thing is this. The, word for it. Well, well, the thing is this. You know, when it comes to when it comes to, to electoral politics, and and, and you know, we're talking about Bernie. You know, Bernie's a front runner. You know, Bernie, he, he's one of the front runners. I feel like the more we say it, the more it's actually going to happen. I feel like this is no, a manifestation language. Yeah. I feel is like he it, a front runner? No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm he, like, he is a, a he is a front runner. Okay. He's out the information. Well, define front runner uh, by any standard. You said the front. I said a front runner. Okay, a. He's, he's one of the he's, he's one he's he's top three. He's outraised everybody. Is he? He probably has the best organizational structure on the ground right now. Just for just for remnants remnants of both our revolution and the twenty sixteen campaign. Right. And he's t- and he's and he's, he's one top of the top five choices for he, Yeah. He's a realistic pick. He's a realistic pick. And so, yes. you know and the and the issue that the issue here is that you have a realistic pick who still to this day, almost four years later, does not have an understanding of black pain or what black people have been talking about. Well, that's because it's, he's it, not almost what? He's dismissive. That's, 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 like, yeah. that's the bigger it's issue. It's not a lack of understanding, because I think he understands the issues. He's dismissive just, of it. He's dismissive of black pain and trauma. And is it black pain and trauma, or is oh, it black pain or, or is it reparations? I don't really pay attention. Or to racial money. justice? It might be all of those. Well, things. no, he 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 actually said he actually said vocalized that racial justice has to take a backseat to quote unquote broader economic justice. Oh, okay, so like he's actually vocalized that the whole time though. What's the difference? There's there's a big difference. I mean, racial justice is again. I, it's I, a lot more different than economic. I just want to go ahead and say that British trash. We're, we're, well. He's not my candidate. Regardless, <laughs> regardless of the Democratic candidate that ends up like they are still going to have to do the long work of convincing majority America that they are there to serve their needs, mm-hmm. while also being able to show 
the communities of color that existed that they're going to be able to show their needs. And as we all know, majority America likes to operate in this zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. If, if anybody else gets something in their mind, they don't get anything. And so regardless, I'm just going to say on record, regardless of the candidate, like that is going to be their biggest challenge. How do you convince majority America that, hey, if you let all the other people who are here have a little piece of something, it does not take away from what you have. Further, I think okay, we not, have the reparations discussion developing perfectly. Well, just to pick it back off of what Jen said very briefly, I think it goes beyond just if they have something, then you have nothing. I think it has more to do with if they who don't look like you have something, then you have nothing. I think that's the well, mentality. I was trying to clean it up by saying majority America. Yeah, much better than last week. Shut your, <laughs> yeah, you can shut your whore mouth. <laughs> so the question, so the, so I guess while we're here, you know, where where is everybody leaning twenty twenty wise? We can't even lean towards there. I mean, so who I like my favorite right now, just because she has really great policy stances. She actually lays out what she wants to do. I know she can do it, like yeah. in an administrative setting. I like Elizabeth Warren. Okay, you know, yes. She definitely fumbled the ball on this Native American identity thing. She fumbled the ball on the one. You mean line. you know Trump camera um, full Pocahontas ads? And so, you know, that's going to be tough for her to get over with a lot of people. Um, but like, she's smart as hell. She's always the smartest person in the room. Um, she understands multiracial issues. She's the most progressive candidate in the race, if we're being honest. Um, and then, like, you know, in her organizational thing is, like... Hold on, hold on. Let, 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 hold on, I want to get, I want to get, I do want to get, I do want to get into the, the, the t- big tech breakup, but I want to get Jen and Kelly, and I'll get my... Why? Right now, I'm, <laughs> right now, I'm picking a weighted blanket for 2020. Um, <laughs> I, because I just don't, I really can't say 100% um, where I'm thinking. Part of that comes from there's just been this really intense scrutiny for some candidates that was not there when they won their initial mm-hmm. Senate races or mm-hmm. mayoral races. And I just think it's incredibly fucking weird that, like, at one point, everybody was like, Kamala, Kamala. And now it's like they're going. Is that what they sounded like? Going deep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in, in that cadence. Now she's like running for president and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, we got to pull up all of her conviction. I think right. that, that shit is <laughs> they weird. Were like, oh, you running, running. Like, yeah. <laughs> that shit is weird to me. Um, you for real. I've enjoyed Cory Booker. Uh, I loved his I've energy. I've heard much about him lately. He's said some very strange things to me that, again, I'm like, I don't know what's going on there, fam. Like, directly to me? And, no, no, not uh, directly to me. I was but like, what? This is not the time and place for that. No, no, right? <laughs> just stop like, Should we oh, stop recording for a second? No, 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 right? <laughs> just stop like, oh, I can't no, tell if Trump is racist. I don't know his heart. Uh, well, I don't sir, even know what Trump's heart. I don't need his actions, his words. Right. And actually, I do. But you know, Cory's <laughs> a Christian, so whatever. I mean, did um, he say that recently or before all this? No, 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 no,
off on the table. She's pimping the queens. Like, you know, she's and also she's, 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 she's slipping kings in at the last minute. Like, Joe Biden said just enter the race, <laughs> and he cannot enter the race because I mean I love and him, he but he's gonna he's week. going to bring a lot of like again scrutiny just uh, off of his tenure in the Senate. Vice President, I hope like he's not gonna be the one to pull it off. You mean but it's not cool time, not to be for busing? But at the same time, okay. like I was saying before, we're we're going to need a Democratic candidate that's gonna be able to convince majority America, hey, I'm still out here fighting for you all. So you know, don't think all the black and brown people are gonna take stuff from you. We're, don't know, if, don't know if we have that candidate yet. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I don't so know. here's how. So I'm who's just saying. Your who's I played person. Uh-huh. Um. Mm. All right, I don't want anybody. Not me. even that. Like so, I, I don't hate. Elizabeth Warren isn't my person, but I admire the things that she's been saying. I'm right. not a person. Okay, is it so, something that just stuck out to me already? Okay, so here's here's my thing. I haven't seen anybody completely terrible yet. Warren is, you know, she's solid. I was just listening. I believe it was CNN oh, she's earlier. Solid to the Delaney person. Oh, I don't know about Delaney. But um, I'm trying to start it. Okay. Um, Ensley. Um, he, that was interesting. In, in yeah. terms of his platform and what he's talking about, and the interviews that I've heard him um, on, especially uh, this morning, he was on CNN. I forgot who he was with, but he made some really good points, and he made some counterpoints regarding uh, Warren and her um, stance on breaking up the uh monopolies that Which, are social media and you know good segue into that eventually but two things one is 2019 i'm not one to procrastinate in terms of my decision making but i also am one first primary is 10 months away that's ex- exactly and my thing is there are two you know not to be completely selfish but the my world does revolve around me so i can as it should I mean, what would happen in 10 months? Like, it, well, all of us will have children in the next 10 months. Ha ha, the devil is you a liar. You tried it. I'm yeah. pregnant with purpose. Is a liar. I'm uh, pregnant with purpose. That's it. Uh, hello. Let's pregnant with purpose. A Team wine over whining. I like my Merlot. Uh, and anyway, Planned Parenthood has not switched its address, so no, not me. Wow. Um, that was a lot. But back to my point regarding this election. Two things. One, because it's so far away, I just want to see how things play out. I don't want to put any type of, you know, weight on any one person because as we have seen in the past week alone, somebody can say some real effed up crap. Yeah. And, and we got like, what, 10, 12, 15 debates? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm not saying? Not counting all the side and forms. Not, not counting the town halls that Which, CNN will have every oh, day. We're going we to we do our, we're going to have a Gene Craig podcast you know, town hall of somebody's um, too. So that's point number one. Point number one meaning being me not trying to think on that too much. Point number two, and I hate to say this, but it might actually happen. I really don't think we're going to have a Democrat person in the office in 2020. You think Trump's going to be reelected? I think he's going to be reelected, and here's why. I will be moving to listen, Africa. Listen, I don't and want no, I'm this serious. to happen. It's not even a joke. No, I will be moving. Listen, I got friends. I hear who will, I will be a song in Zimbabwe. Like, like I. I'm already saving up money to take mine up out of here. Right. But as am I. And it's she I'm not saying this from a pessimistic right perspective. Right you know, I'm not saying it from a pessimistic perspective. I'm not saying it because I want it to happen. I mean, he happen. barely won in 2016. True. And I mean, that barely is barely. But, but he here's won, my thing. He won in the places majority of America believed his message. And that's barely. my point. No. 
But that's my point. That is exactly my point. Do you really think that by 2020, middle America and the people who really caped for this man will have somebody counterpointing Trump that they will support as much as they supported Trump? I don't think so. Well, let me ask you you this question. Was 2016 indicative more so of the appeal of Trump or... The breakdown in operations of the Clinton operation. I mean, it was, I think also, it was, yeah, the thing is this: you can't reasonably tell me you want to win a state and you not visit it for three months off in it, not any time in the three months, a critical, a critical state, and you not visit it any time in three months leading up to the election. Campaign. You had this this new social media space mm-hmm. of where, like, under like you know, I'm an Obama late alum, um, so long ago, Jesus, Paul sixteen. Um, and so I'm an Obama aid alum. And so we were just getting into like how Facebook organizes communities. Yeah. Now we have big data mm-hmm. and we also really have foreign adversaries that use big data against us. Yeah. Um, on top of, we had a huge misplay by Tony. And so it wasn't just the campaign against campaign. You had these foreign adversaries pushing through social media and really, you know, using algorithms to, mm-hmm. to really and those in, things incite. haven't stopped. And yeah. that's my point. Is, but my, my question becomes: and Who well, is Facebook a popular amongst? Uh, Sixty plus year old people who believe who, who at who times believe, believe anything, anything. Who believe everything that they say. They, they don't even understand the fake news. But my question still holds: Pop ups that happen. They don't this understand Trump, that an article is three years old and this person died five years ago. Like the, the thing is this: it just. Does Trump, Trump, I don't think Trump gets another 16,000 votes in Michigan or 20,000 in Wisconsin. I think those are literally once in a lifetime margins. And, I, and, and looking at what happens. Because the what's way been, that poor white trash vote, they, well, they well, vote no, against no, their no, so, so, so I have a theory about how he's going to try and do this. That was mean. So I have a theory. And so people <laughs> like this, we have these trade tariffs against China and these other countries. Mm-hmm. I have a theory that sometime in this summer, he's going to ramp them up. He's going to know. He's going to release the tariffs. And why is he going to release the tariffs? Because people's factories have been shutting down because yeah. of these tariffs. And so work is going to pick up in some of these um, industrial-built, rust-built areas that were affected, like tool and die mm-hmm. workers, by the tariffs. And then all of a sudden, they're like, their economy gets to, not roaring again. But mm-hmm. it's a bummer. It's moving a again. It's a bummer. And, and, and then right, it becomes yeah. Stockholm Syndrome of somebody beating you across the head. But then when they rub you... Like, like, but he gave me flowers. But he and this is going to be a flower. And my issue is... This is his M.O. This is what he did as a businessman. This is what he did as a child. Like, this is what he's been doing as president. It's a it's a situation where he will cultivate where people were actually thriving. Wipe it away. Pain. Pain, suffering, all of it. And then give you just enough. 50 shades of Trump. That's nasty. But that's what it is. I mean, Ew. we did, we and did. That's, and that's what's going to, again. I mean, Trump is a nasty nigga. I'm too visual of a person. Going back to <laughs> nasty whatever, whomever ends up winning and becoming a Democratic candidate, that is what they're going to have to do. That is going to have to be their lift to go like, no, he's not a, a better master than I am. I'm the better one. Like, I'll treat you much nicer than he will, even if it's real or not. Like, and we already know that people vote against their own interests because they but think not in only the future they'll be rich like he is. And there are people now, like, they, there are, like, little mini documentaries here and there and even just straight up articles from Washington an, Post and all an this abusive, stuff. He's an abusive. He's an abuser. He's, he's an abusing abuser. these individuals. Absolutely. 
it is it is the pinnacle of psychological abuse. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean he's signing he, Bibles. He's not God. You know what? The fact that you let Donald Trump sign your Bible. I'm surprised he didn't burn. Should already tell you that you are not a Christian. So stop talking to me about Christian ideals, about him protecting life when it begins. Like all of that shit is bullshit. Just tell the the truth. Just tell the truth to say you want somebody to kiss you on your forehead at night and make you feel special. So who looks like you? you. So you don't then have to make an excuse or even try to explain why you have allowed yourself to be misused and abused by your elected officials that have decided that it works for them to keep you poor and ignorant. Right. Like, mm. cut the shit. Right. It's, like, it's going to be a DACA fix. It's going to be tariff. It, you know, he's going to release the tariffs. It's going to be all these things that he's going to... Release the tariffs, release the cracking. You know, he's going to do all these things to make people feel like, oh my God, I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he's not that bad, despite his rhetoric. And that's what we have we have to fight against because like all of this is what abusers do. And honestly, before he like even during his campaign in uh, twenty sixteen, oh gosh, um, we had proof that he he wasn't shit. Like we had. The I mean, thing, our age shit there. scale goes from future on the right, well, future on the left, and Trump on the right. I mean that that's. And, and 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 he's been trying to maxing out that ancient scale for yeah, a very yeah. very long time. What do we think time? about priority, priorities? USA said that like we don't actually have like to win Ohio and other kind of states like that to win the presidency. There's like another way around it. Yeah. They they, they, they a lot of a lot of like, a lot of way is it? a lot of a lot of a lot of, a lot of groups. <laughs> tell me well, 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 if that if the yellow if that the yellow road groups, is that lot, you well, a lot of me? groups a lot of groups have been looking at. You know, a lot of SUPACs, you know, C4, C3s, whatever, have been looking at ways of the presidency that solidly puts Ohio in a Republican's corner. It looks it looks like, hey, we flipped Virginia blue, which has happened in solidly blue at this point. Yeah, we believe we you, also, you also flipped North Carolina solidly blue, which has been a strong Still swing, not enough. Which, and Florida's the third piece of that. While maintaining Didn't your while while while, while maintaining your Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, that's where the fuck up happened. But, but no, but no, but no. But how, do you, how do you lose Ohio and you win Ohio, and Michigan, and Wisconsin? Well, those are the same people. They're the same they, tribe they, of people. Whether they're white they, or black, they those people are the same tribe of folks. Apparently, they aren't. Apparently, for I mean to who. Part of the USA. To some of some of these folks that are getting big checks from big donors. Yeah. To, take, to take tell them what the I'm donor, saying. Take the donor stuff out, out of the equation for a quick second. Like how? Like in in what what I mean by that what I mean by that what I mean by that these are the people that that are getting funded in comparison to folk like hey you know Rashad or you know color change which will make the argument that you're just making that hey. You know, we need to put, you know, we need to fight for Ohio, put Ohio in play. Because and, Ohio and, and Michigan, they're very, they're very similar states. And yeah, in Western PA in Wisconsin, they're, I mean, they're all very similar. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very similar states. But the, but the, the math equates to, hey, if we keep Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and pick up a Florida and North Carolina, we can run the table. That's what the math essentially equates to. If you're in that type of scenario, you don't need Ohio. That's what that's what it breaks down to. Um, but let's is let's that, is that a rational in your book? I think it is. I think it is, but I think that's a discussion for another time. 
I think I think I think I, I think I'll say irrational. this. I will say this. I think um, as long as you have a Kasich S Republican Party in Ohio, it makes it pretty rational. Um, let's let's talk about this. Uh, da, 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 this uh, oh, before we jump, my person. I'm a Kamala person. I'm I'm, I'm all in for Kamala. All in for Harris. Um, How exactly do you pronounce her name? Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. Kamala. 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 I thought it was Kamala because she's Indian. Kamala. So Kamala. 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 I'm all in for Kamala. Kamala. Um, See, like Z said the wrong again. Ka. Ka. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Kamala. I'm gonna be maxing Kamala. out to her. Kamala. Like masala. Kamala. That, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be maxing out to her over the next couple months. No. You know, doing my part. Ka. I think Kamala. you know. It's like camel. Uh. Kamala. Ka. Kamala. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna be maxing out to her. I'm gonna be doing what I can to help support. Um, this yeah, is I think I think she's the best candidate out there. And you don't I'm think excited. there'll be a Republican against Trump? Uh, we can talk about it offline, if possible. Sure. Why um, not? Um, <laughs> Justin Amash. We can talk about Justin. We can talk about Larry Hogan. Hogan like, why can why Hogan, we gotta talk about all these Democrats? Hogan's a maybe. And we can't talk about Hogan. Hogan's, man, Hogan's like, a maybe. Justin's a more <laughs> like trying to get all of our secrets, so you can run into that. Dork, Hogan. Hogan's a, Hogan's a maybe. <laughs> Hogan's a maybe. Amash is, Amash is if, probably if, not. If Hogan, I thought Hogan said he wasn't going if, to. If Hogan, I don't think he is. If Hogan, Hogan ran against say. Trump, who would you go for, Hogan or Trump? Oh, Hogan, 110%. I'm team Hogan, too. Oh, man, okay. listen. Who sure. ride or die out here? <laughs> I'm team Hogan. I would, maybe. Hogan's a good governor. Hogan's been an amazing governor. It's amazing? Amazing. I, I mean, amazing. But that's a, we can have we can have that conversation another day. We got a docket here. We, we got a docket at 1 o'clock. But let's get to this big tech discussion real quick. It's 5.15. We 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 we're gonna get to this big tech discussion real okay, quick. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, I think uh, Elizabeth Warren is touching on an interesting topic here of uh, using governmental power to break up corporations. Something we haven't seen in at least a century. Um, you know, since the days of, of Teddy Roosevelt and, and Woodrow Wilson. Um, but you know, what, what do y'all think? I think. I mean, my thing is this. You know, I think we're in an age of aggressive advancement of proprietary intellectual property. Um, intellectual yeah. property and data is like the new yeah. oil. It is. Of the, of, of and the so, economy. And so the question becomes, you know, you know, is it proper for government to come in and break up these companies? Or what threat do these companies pose? I mean, you're a libertarian. I am a libertarian. Think about intellectual property and data. Like, I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I do. Do I think I think I think the way data is used to be regulated, absolutely right. And you're essentially there's three companies that pretty much control all of our intellectual property data. And I think that the government can properly come in and regulate how that data is used the way the European Union is um, without forcing them to break up. I think we need to look at our antitrust laws before we do anything. Bingo, anything. look at the lawyers at the table because, like, it's. When's the last time an antitrust law got updated? Not for a very like long comprehensively time. updated. Not for a very long. Time. You know what I'm saying? Like we had no internet. And that's at the that issue. Point. I mean, most a lot of these a lot of these these companies are so integrated and so, um, you know, one division is working so close to another division. It's True. not like it's not like how Standard Oil was, where it's like, okay, hey, you're literally just pumping out oil, transporting it, and selling it. So it's not hard to break that up into a bunch of different companies. I mean, that's what they're doing. I mean, if you're looking at Facebook, Facebook has their ads. 
has WhatsApp, has Instagram. Right. I was about to say, yeah. if you just look at traditional antitrust laws now, as it, well, I'm thinking more so like an Amazon more than Facebook. I mean, even with Amazon, this, you this got Amazon, Amazon Basics, does. you got Amazon Prime, you got Amazon Prime. And then you now. have Amazon brand products, right? Which is another thing. Like, let's say there's a Tommy Hilfiger shirt. Tommy Hilfiger shirts. What Amazon brand will do is they'll copy Tommy Hilfiger shirts. They'll undercut Tommy Hilfiger and put them on their site. And then like what Fashion click, Nova's doing to Kim. And then and then when you or click, Kim's on every black you know, and then when you designer click out there. Tommy Hilfiger shirts <laughs> right under Tommy Hilfiger shirts, you'll see Amazon brand shirts. Same shirt, a little bit less price because it has no logo on it. It has an Amazon brand, and people are like, oh, sorry. hey, it's a white shirt. I'm gonna go with the Amazon brand one. I'm going with right. Amazon. And they and they literally line they line right. folks up like that. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, and but I mean, the Amazon's a marketplace. I mean, you know, Tommy Hilfiger. It's one. It's one. Is that true? Because that sounds like you're saying Uber's just an app and it's not. It's not a grocery store. And they tried to make it. You have it like it's a farmer's market. It's just it's just a square in the middle of a neighborhood and people just sell apples. It's just bricks. No, it's not. it's not. Amazon. It is a farmer's market. It is a the farm that undercuts that. It is the trans. It's the it's the crates that put the the. the, the but at its core, it's a distribution. It's a, it's a distribution. Well, it's the advertisement to say that the farm is there. It's all of those things, and a little farm has no chance. A little little right. person that sells bacon don't got a chance because Amazon brand bacon is cheaper than his bacon. Right, and that's and then Amazon pushes their advertisement to say. My bacon is better than he is. So do, even do y'all think do y'all think Amazon, Google, and Facebook should be broken up? I agree. I, yes, I, I mean, think their business I, now now now. For what, what I'm looking at the proposal, right? And I mean to cut you off, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like her, and I say her as Elizabeth Warren. Well, my understanding is that once a company hits like what she said, like 25 billion, and 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 it was something like that. Yeah, that's. I mean. That's almost every every major car manufacturer. If we're, if we're talking market cap, you know, that's every ma- and mar- you know market you know company value. That's a lot of companies. It is. I mean, I mean, a small. I mean, a, uh, yeah, twenty. The, her number was twenty five billion in terms of tech space. In terms of tech space, not a lot of companies in tech. It's a lot of it's a lot of companies pro, t- bumping up against that no. evaluation Ooh. and absolutely, absolutely. Who? How many? Fifteen. There's more than that. No, it's not. It's more than that. No, it's more than that. There's not there's Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, but Microsoft, HP. But, but Microsoft isn't a tech company that does what those. Three it absolutely do. does what they do. You don't think all that a, Xbox? You got a Microsoft now. You got a Microsoft base. I, 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 I can't buy apples from Microsoft. I can buy apples from Amazon. I was about to say. You can. You can. But I get my velvet hangers from Amazon. You can. But but my, what I'm saying is that what I'm saying when in terms of big data. Microsoft is but a big not player, big data but that's not. Yeah, that's not that's, about data. It's not about data. It's what you do with it. Exactly, and what I was. And Microsoft isn't doing the same thing that the other guys are doing. No, no and this Bullshit. is this. No, this is what my point was. <laughs> do y'all play Xbox Live? Oh, no, I Xbox like Live? Eugene. I do not play Xbox Live. <laughs> Have y'all seen the way Microsoft tried? Well, you guys use Xbox. The way Microsoft tried to like, like integrate the same way. Can you order Microsoft apples off of your Xbox Live? You no. use Amazon and Microsoft. Yeah. You can use what? But it's Amazon through Microsoft. <laughs> exactly. But this is my Can po- you can you stream on Microsoft? Right. Yeah. But yeah. no. Yes, you, stream, yes, you, you can. TV show? Yes, you can. Yes, you, you can. can really? Yes. You can stream Amazon Prime off of them. 
You, uh, but, but, no, 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 no. You, can, you can stream. You can stream same thing with Sony and PlayStation. You can stream with both with, with gaming accounts. But I think you're still missing but, the point. But you can't no, no. But my, my point, my, my point is that my point is so that you the, buy you the buy proposal. movies off of PlayStation.com like Marvel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or most of your, most of your games these days they don't start selling physical anymore. It's all all it's all over the cloud cloud distribution network. Yeah, I mean, but, but the thing is, PlayStation is a platform where I will watch where my child goes watch Dora the Explorer. Well, I mean, give your child a couple, give your give your child a couple more years. They'll probably be, but they'll they'll go to face they'll go to Xbox Live and be, they'll log into Netflix or, or Amazon Prime and they'll watch the Order Explorer. It's a computer. It's, it's but it's still it's still it's heavily innovated again. But but missing. by but by her but by Elizabeth Warren's d- description, companies she just she didn't say what kind. She just said tech companies with market cap valuations over twenty five billion dollars. And this is why I was trying before you cut me off. Sorry. It's fine. We need, like, and Jen and I were just saying that we need to look at our antitrust laws first before we do anything. Because technically speaking, as they stand, we could break up these companies as the antitrust laws stand. But you would have the issue of data and the like once they're broken up because the data is integrated, but the business itself is not. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So that is, your question is, do I agree with it? To an extent? Yes. Because the competition is so, is such that small businesses, unless you have like, you know, brick and mortar shop or, you know, that strong of a niche, you're not making any money. So, and the whole American dream is, frankly, about making money. So if I you're not agree. able to do that, there's a problem. And right now, the reason a lot of people aren't able to do that is because of these big companies. And it's not like these companies are hiring, you know, somebody from nowhere, Kansas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're hiring, honestly, people from overseas who came here, et cetera, et cetera. So. I like companies that have American call centers. Right. Well. Or at least people that work from home and take calls. Well. I mean, I don't mind doing that, but <laughs> like I, I have like a very special affinity for them in my heart. Like you'll always get my business. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Like I, we're regarding Warren. How would you? How what, what would what were some suggestions if you were like you know, if you were pitching ideas for updating antitrust? You know, to two lawyers in a room. You know, what would you? What would be your suggestions? I mean, that's I do family law. Oh, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that's... So if you need a divorce, go talk to her. I mean, my thing is, how <laughs> much of the market do they control, mm-hmm. and they're not regulated industries, right? They're not. Like they're not. So do you like, think step one? Not, do you think step one should be looking at reasonable regulation? You said what? Do you think step one should be looking at reasonable regulation? And if I'm step one, letter A. If we're looking at reasonable regulation, we have to also have a conversation around how these folk got to the lobbying gang and and have I mean, I think and, and I, have I, have, I, have written their own regulation that have stymied other businesses. I mean, I and mean, which lawmakers I, I that's, have that's gladly what, accepted. That's what HR one, the for the people, the election yeah. reform is trying to do. But I think that I think there is a conversation about breaking up these organ breaking up these companies. That's completely valid on what they do, how they do it, how they hurt um, smaller companies, mm-hmm. how they hurt small businesses. Um, and I think it's a, it's a like 
there's in the EU they're looking at antitrust things mm-hmm. around these three, mm-hmm. and in the US this is like the first conversation around it. Mm-hmm. It is, and 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 it puts them on notice on cleaning up their practices as well. Um, and so I think it's a, it's a valid conversation. It's a really great progressive point. As the uh, I think if they don't break them up, we need to tax the fuck out of them. Oh no no not no! Not even. No, I mean, no, we no, need no, to regulate. No, them, no. Like, I mean, taxes are too damn high. As the economic libertarian at the table. But, um, but here's my thing. At what point? The in the, in they are they are historically years. low, but I think I think they can go lower. I'm 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 a I'm a fair taxer and flat taxer. Uh, I'm not a flat taxer. I'm for a graduated, a graduated tax scheme. And that's when I'm not when I say tax the crap out of them. I'm not saying you know like give fifty percent tax. I'm saying tax them. My thing Period. is even you know tax them on their profits. Right. Fair enough. I mean, I think I, I, one, more are, time, one more time. Are any of them being taxed on their profits right now? I, I, well. <laughs> A couple They're barely my, my thing is this. My thing is, you know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, when I say I'm a fair taxer, I'm, I'm a fair taxer, which means, you know, hey, wipe out most of the deductions, most of the, you know, the special loopholes, X, Y, and Z, and everybody has the same 15% tax rate. Why? Because everybody don't have the same income. Well, it's naturally, not- people, I mean, not, we, you know, we're bumping up against the clock in a little bit, but naturally, folk that make my more 15, will pay my, more. My, uh, I make a million dollars, you make 100000 you pay 15000 I pay one point. I pay $150,000 and I pay 1500 I'm on the border policy, poverty. I mean, you're making $10,000, you're probably... We're getting real math. We are. We are getting real math here. We can do a side. We can do a side. discussion about that. You said a hundred thousand dollars. You know, only like uh, we we can we can have a side discussion about that. So 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 before we get out of here, folks, let's get into sleepers real quick. Um, I'll jump it off. And mine is uh, yeah, I'll jump it off. So this week's gonna be a hell of a week. I think one of the most underreported stories. Um, the team Manafort and their brazen white privileges asses. Had the gall, nerve, and fuckery to ask the judge to try to make his sentence concurrent with what the next judge is going to be handing down, knowing that he didn't have the power to do that. Uh, Manafort's being sentenced for the second case later this week, and the judge, you know, can either say that his sentence is going to be consecutive to the sentence he's about to serve, or it can run at the same time concurrently. But you know what? his team just tried to do, and this is like literally like peak white privilege, is ask, you know, the federal judge to preemptively, you know, let his sentence run concurrently of any uh, other sentence that may be handed down, knowing it goes against uh, uh, federal regulations. Um, and, you know, this is all under the backdrop of, of homegirl, of, of Crystal White, who's uh, now, you know, currently sitting in prison for, you know, a, a provisional ballot. And so... Uh, you know, I think this is, you know, I think that was one of the, like, more underreported uh, aspects of the whole Manfort saga. So, that's my sleeper. Uh, mine is Antonio Brown got paid. I mean, Antonio hey, Brown. get paid, young uh, nigga, get paid. Of the Pittsburgh Steelers will be an Oakland Raider. Yeah, um, at the end of the day, you know, they've, Steelers and other people in the NFL tried to blackball him, say that he was complaining, saying he wasn't a team player. Saying all these different things, kind of cold words for like. Oh, they trashed him, trashed him. Negro, get in your place. Um, that's what that's what it was about. And he, you know, he held himself. Um, you know, he kept strong, and he got paid. And it was it's a big old middle finger to the system of the NFL, yeah. and it's going to help. At the end of the day, the NFL is about getting paid. If you're a player, you're there because you want to get paid. Yep. Yeah. 
Super Bowls are nice. The Hall of Fame is amazing. Most won't get there. Most are trying to get money and get rich. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they got a short limited time. They don't mm-hmm. come from really a lot of money. And that's what it is. And so, like, get your coin, secure the bag if you're an NFL, NBA player at all costs. That's what matters. Rings and championships don't take care of families. They don't care about your brain. They don't care about your body. Clearly. Sure don't. So make sure that you care about all your body, your brain, and your bag. Get paid, young nigga. Get paid. I'm tired. So, Miss Lemaire. So, I don't know if this is like a sleeper, but I just want to make sure that like we just keep talking about it. Um, This is out in Arkansas. This is a state senator. Uh, Stephanie Flowers, since you know it is Women's History Month. Yes. Turn up, Auntie. Yes. Yes. Just want to do this for uh, Women's History Month hey. one time. Yes. Um, where uh, Sister Girl just goes smooth the fuck off, off. Uh, in a committee hearing. It was glorious. About SB four eighty four, which is a stand your ground bill, uh, which event- apparently gets end up getting defeated anyway. But she um, let them know, like this is some bullshit that y'all are trying mm-hmm. to pull. In here, she said, as the um, only, I'm the only woman of color in here. Uh, I think, I guess she had moved away from Arkansas, moved back, and she said, ever since she's moved back here with her son, she's been afraid for his life. And now you all are trying to put this standard ground bill um, to to work because you're trying to operate in the sense of like you need to be able to protect yourself at all costs. And she, I mean, she really let them have it. She was like, I don't know where you're from. You, I know where you're from, but you all need to understand that I'm mad. And so she was getting upset because they were trying to silence her, which we've already discussed that um, white politicians do like to silence black women. Um, and then she said, what are you going to do? Shoot me? Like I'm done. She like she just went off. Um, yeah. And like said, y'all should y'all should really watch it. Smoke. Um, Ooh, and I really want to just kind of put this up here because I do know some Arkansas legislators that are amazing people. Um, shout out to Vivian Flowers and Jamie Scott and Linda Chesterfield, Joyce Elliott. I know some really great women out there, and I think this is one of those things again where, um. We we elect people who look like us who represent our issues, and I think people forget that even when they are there, they have to deal with so much racism and sexism that occurs mm-hmm. that any kind of um, progress that they are going to try to make is usually like challenged or hammered up or anything like that by people who do not understand what it is that they're trying to do. And so, even for this stand your ground uh, bill. Trying to, once again, trying to get majority America to understand that when you have people who are out here calling the police on kids selling lemonade or people picking up trash in front of their house or people barbecuing or people reading books or just literally any time that happens in all of those instances where Backyard Becky and uh, Poolside Patty and the rest of them. If they had had a gun in their hands and felt threatened oh, man, by those let that black let people that were there, they would have murdered them and been able to say, well, I was scared and that was enough for them. I don't think we pay enough attention to the studies that show the impact of uh, implicit racial bias and the impact that that has in policing and in education. So I want to just say shout out to Stephanie Flowers for letting these white folks know that uh, you were going to take your time and you were going to speak your piece and they were going to have to listen to it. Because, man, I've been watching that at least five times. Oh, she went. Like, honey was just tired. I mean, you almost went to run for office, huh? Huh? 
Huh? Make you almost want to run for office. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, love. So you got going on, Kels? Um, so I almost didn't have a sleeper, but I am kind of a news nerd, and I watch Sunday morning. Oh. And on Sunday morning today, they they had a uh, a story regarding rural medical care, mm. and um, it was really interesting because. As somebody who is almost thoroughly a city girl, you don't really think about hospitals in, you know, small towns and things like that. But apparently since 2010, there's been an average of one hospital a month that closes in these Mm -hmm. small towns. Mm -hmm. Oh, the the, hospitals? Yeah. So to the point where there there's no doctors there's no anything for like a town of 30 some hundred people mm-hmm. or 20 some hundred people and the closest town is literally 114 miles away oh jesus mm-hmm. and people are literally dying um one of the reasons that this is happening is because of you know i try not to politicize this but the fact that uh medicaid expansion did not happen was a factor in these red states, in these people very, vote against their interests. You know, it, that was a huge factor. The majority of America. <sighs> um, in this, but there were plenty of things going on um, regarding the rationale, according to the experts, as to why this happened. But they did say that one of the major reasons was because of lack of Medicaid expansion. Um, I bring this up because of you know, what Jen pointed out, the fact that a lot of these hospitals that are closing down are in the very, very red states that supported Trump, who does not support Medicaid expansion, who frankly doesn't really care about anybody except himself. Mm-hmm. And you literally have people dying because they don't have proper medical care. Um, and, and the crazy part about that is a lot of rural health it's not even pushed on by like ACA or like health bills. Mm-hmm. It's in the farm bill. Yeah. Right. And it's in the like, like around mental health, mm-hmm. around telemedicine, mm-hmm. around hospital debt, rural hospital debt. All of that is in the Senate, in the, in the, in farm the congressional bill. farm bill. Um, and that shows you kind of like why it's also not a huge priority for people because you have to in have the farm bill. inserted in the farm mm-hmm. bill versus being kind of inserted in like. A separate healthcare, you know, a separate authorization, a rural Mm -hmm. hospital, Mm -hmm. rural health Mm -hmm. authorization that it should be done. But yeah, it's it was just really really sad because there was like the stories that they had, of course, would be tugging at your heartstrings. Yeah, so they opioids, all this. Well, not even that. Like we're just talking about relatively quote unquote normal families. They got to do telemedicine. They got to like give video medicine. Some of them don't even have that. And so the three stories that they had, uh, one woman had a child who um, by all accounts was, you know, completely healthy, but she has this rare condition where she has over a hundred seizures a day. And this one particular seizure um, was so bad that she had to go to the hospital and the closest hospital was 114 miles away. Mm-hmm. Had to get, once she got to the hospital, there was irreversible brain damage to that child. Wow. You know, the child in the clip seemed, you know, by all accounts, fine, given her condition. But the fact that she is severely, you know, delayed from a development standpoint because of something that was completely controllable by way of either legislation or what have you. Mm -hmm. There are, again, many factors regarding this. 
it's just really sad because it had nothing to do with that child. Um, another story was the one, there was this woman who actually came to this small town for retirement. Husband had complications from diabetes and by all accounts should be alive. Yeah. Like it wasn't something that typically kills somebody who's diabetic, but because their closest hospital was 200 miles away wow. or something like that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Had to take a helicopter. Yeah to the hospital. hospital, but the helicopter was 45 minutes out and he went into cardiac arrest on the way to the hospital in the helicopter. Crazy. You know, a lot of these people, like you were saying, telemedicine is a huge mm-hmm. thing that they are using, but some of them don't even have that because the infrastructure regarding it. Right? Yeah. You know, so what's happening, they have, health cli- you know, they have healthcare clinics that are basically, you know, just coming from town to town yeah. as if they're RBs. on a world tour. And, <laughs> world tour, you girl tour. You know, yeah, no, those are real things. Even for, it was it was just really, really sad. Even for the people who do live in states where they have expanded Medicaid, to even have people who accept Medicaid as a challenge because those reimbursements don't mm-hmm. yeah. come in. Supposed and to. that was the other thing so, that they were saying. Like, the reimburse, even if they did have that Medicaid expansion, because of the way that, you know, it was proposed or structured, it wouldn't even, like, the reimbursements wouldn't have even been enough for the hospital to stay open. Um, this one particular one in Oklahoma, the doctor, um, actually on camera announced to the hospital that it was closing that day effective immediately. Um, because at the time of the interview, um, the interviewer said, how much money do you have in the bank right now for the hospital? It was $7,000 for the entire hospital. And he said, how far does that get you as a hospital? He's like the next 15 minutes. Oh, that's it. And again, when you, and then compound that now with. How much it costs to go to medical school in the United mm-hmm. States mm-hmm. and malpractice insurance and all of the costs that go into a hospital, which is why people in other countries, they'd be just fine. They'd be like, oh, I can just run up in here real quick and yep. just get what everything I need. No problems. But we're the most developed country in the world. There's, there's some uh, professions that should be national standards. On, Absolutely. On, and, and also should be medically free. Mm-hmm. Like, like you should be able to say, Outside of like cosmetic surgery and all this stuff, I want to go to be a family doctor, and we're like, cool. Paid for, right? Paid for. for. And we do need, there is a, uh, and, and we'll there's, a, there's a, there's an extreme shortage of primary care physicians. Oh, yeah. And we can, yeah, you're 100% correct. You are 120%. Those should be free. Well, I, 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 I know that, like, I, I know that kind, kind of very so well. So, I know you don't like, like it. I don't well, even no, 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 no. I, I, I know it very well from a different angle, but we, but what, you like, you'd be like, I don't mind the primary care physician medicine being free. Oh, it's needed. It's, it's, it's needed. But they need to. The, the thing is that primary, primary. There, there's no money, and there should be money in it. That's that's. There's they're, no they're, money in it relative they're, they're, to the loan that you're getting. Gonna get well, well, well. Relative, relative to the. If you're spending a half million no, 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 dollars, no, no, no. relative to the risk. Yes. Exactly. Right. That, that the issue. The issue. The, the bigger issue is the risk involved there. Yeah. Um. But in the, in the, in the but what we can we can we can we, we should we should probably do a, a special like healthcare like episode oh, or something. Oh, if we do a healthcare one, I'm can, so can, ready. We can do a healthcare episode. I love health policy. Look, we should so like, all their bullshit. Yeah. There up. was a lighter, there was kind of like a soft landing regarding the story that I wanted to put out there because um, now that we are, you know, approaching the 2020 race, I really do feel like if this is something, you know, this is definitely something that's happening. It's a great talking point for both Republicans and oh, yeah. Democrats because it's human 
interaction period. But one of the things that I found interesting um, towards the end of the story was that one of the solutions that a hospital did was instead of investing in like specialized medicine, which is why a lot of these hospitals were being shut down in the first place, they actually invested in maternity care. Mm -hmm. And through that, um, started almost doing like a primary care service for the entire family. Mm. So um, they invested in the maternity ward. Money came in because people were having babies. Mm-hmm. And because that was the only hospital open and, yeah. for miles, everybody having a baby was they coming They got to come here. And they, gotta, they have to return. But not only that, because that was the only hospital period, they are hiring doctors who basically are just kind of internal doctors across the board so that it's kind of like all hands on deck wherever need be. Mm -hmm. So yes, they could take care of the baby. So you have the maternity care when the baby's born, they do pediatric care for the baby and maternity care for the mother. And then the father can come in and get a colonoscopy if necessary, things like that. So it's kind of like in uh, primary care, but they're kind of doing it in the reverse. Okay. And it's actually sustaining the hospital. So that's something that I feel could actually work depending yeah. on where you are, but it's definitely working for this hospital. Was, huh? Do you remember what state that was? Um, I can pull up the article real quick. It was. I mean, that makes sense though. If you have healthy parents, you have. Oh no, we're we're child. definitely doing a healthcare policy. Um, uh, for Medicare for all, baby. Medicare for all. Kansas, Lake and okay. Kansas, population twenty two hundred. Um, only hospital for miles decided to invest in uh, obstetric hair instead. Thinking being the thinking being that babies can be a growth industry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the moms came here and had a great experience. This is the CEO talking, and he and they said, you know, you're going to be my baby's pediatrician. You're going to be my woman's healthcare physician, and then you're going to take care of my husband as an intern. So that's what I mean yeah. by like it started with the kid, mm-hmm. okay. and that's what happened. So uh, five hundred babies born that's through that hospital that's in, in, there. in eight years. And because there are no high price specialists there, yeah. it's affordable. And the hospital, it says the hospital is staffed entirely by physicians trained in full spectrum family medicine instead, because they only have but so many dollars Doc, yeah, to for, spend on. Exactly. It's not bad. So I, I think it's pretty brilliant. Yeah. Um, definitely something to think That's about. That's dope sleeper. Best yeah. sleep we had this week. Let's just close up here, guys. <laughs> Appreciate you listening. Um, check us, you know, follow us on Instagram, Eugene Craig Pod. Uh, sign up for our uh, email list, um, and uh, we'll hit you back next week with some hard hitting uh, roundtable discussion. Appreciate Kelly, Jen, Dom, uh, and uh, see you guys next week. Bye.